Hope it makes. Guys, we have a big show. Um, we always have a big show, but big today's, show. today's extra big. And we've got to get um, to a lot of real estate headlines. But before we do, um, I, I've got some general headlines that, uh, that we'd like to go we over. the name of the show. The name of the show is Hope It Makes. Hope It Makes is a real estate and lifestyle podcast. And the expression Hope It Makes, that is an old uh, realtor lingo for someone. You're wishing them good luck on their deal. You say to them, someone will tell you, you know, I just put this house in escrow and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then you wish them hope it makes. You're, you're hoping that the deal goes through. And with that, welcome to Hope It Makes. Uh, it's August 2nd here um, and a lot of news. Uh, I really don't like covering uh, the big news headlines. I like to get into the little cute ones, but there's a story that we can't ignore today. Uh, Stephen, put your phone down right away. We're just getting looking. kicked You're off. Texting. Yeah, yeah, your, you just texted Your someone. fourth wife can wait, okay, uh, Okay, about oh. your pizza dinner plan. Accurate. Max agreed or Accurate. disagreed. Thank you. Uh, guys, the headlines. Donald Trump has been indicted for the third time, and this seems to be the big one. The special counsel for the DOJ, Jack Smith, has charged him with uh, obstructing the peaceful transfer of power. That's the big one. Um, also knowingly claiming the election was stolen, even though he was told by campaign advisors, White House officials, top Justice Department lawyers, speakers of state houses, and election administrators that his claims were false. You would think hearing all those people um, telling him that the election wasn't stolen would stop him, but he just stayed uh, with his um, claims that, his, uh, that he won. He still thinks he did. Uh, well, yes. Uh, uh, shockingly, all these indictments have only strengthened Trump's hold on the Republican Party. Uh, he has gained 10 percentage points on his closest rival for the Republican nomination, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. I, I, I wish he would go away. I wish Biden would go away. I wish Hunter Biden would go away. I wish we would have two qualified right. candidates that are not 80 years old okay. running for so, our... We, we have too many octogenarians running this government who don't know what the world is today. So octogenarians... I'm not there. <laughs> right, but, you're, but it's safe to say you're not if running. You ran, if I you wouldn't ran want today. to be running the country. Okay. I, I, you're I, I, I you're of that so, age. Here, here's the problem. I mean, it's all a problem. But Ron DeSantis, no better than... I mean, he's terrible. You, you don't want that guy. I, I, no, I want new people. But why, don't, why can't they come up with someone? Why can't they come up with someone? Yeah. Thank you. I was listening to a podcast with Ravik... It's okay. Help Ramos, your dad, Max. Ramos, Ramos, plus... English is, is your Ra first language. Ra what's his name? Come on, John. I don't know the podcast you're watching. Yeah, we don't know, know the, the name of the person. Ravik Ramaswamy or whatever his name is. He's very smart. And he's 37 years old. Okay, so... Let, oh, the guy from Louisiana? That guy? I don't know. Who? Tell me. Go. You found yeah. a guy you liked, and he's not running. Yeah. His oh. name is... His name... I know. Oh, here we go. He's going to Google uh, Never mind. While you're looking for that, I don't, the second headline. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy. Of course. I know who that is. Of course. Why didn't you jump in? What do you think? There's another person it's, with the... It's close Vivek, to that It's name Vivek, not Ramek. Well, hold on a minute. You don't think it's fun for me to watch you struggle? That's what I live for. <laughs> That's why we're here on Hope It Makes. Uh, anyway, That's why you're our here. Politics, our politics are, are, are in a very 
poor place. Mm -hmm. We have very poor choices of candidates to lead our country into the future. And I think we, we need to get younger. We need to get younger. We need to get younger. You, we need to get younger. Okay. A second headline, a family is suing Delta Airlines after a man who was served 10 vodka drinks and one glass of wine sexually assaulted a teenage girl and her mother on a flight from New York to Athens, Greece. The lawsuit alleges the flight crew did nothing to stop the attacker and actively enabled him by over-serving him drinks. I think that uh, Delta is going to have to back up the Brinks truck for this uh, mother and daughter. They served him 11 drinks. Should they be serving uh, someone 11 drinks on an, on an airplane? I, and isn't once you get in the air, aren't, aren't um, alcohol is more effective, isn't altitude, it? Altitude uh, effects. Well, it's, it's, it's planes lately have been climatized. To okay, be, 11 drinks. Way too many. Too many drinks. On a seven-hour flight. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's part of the inability for employees and stores to stop people from stealing. You know, we're, we're seeing employees being fired for stopping people from stealing things out of stores. Okay. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's part of this, uh, you know, don't offend anybody, don't get involved, don't do anything, let people... Delta's going to have to pay. This is Delta's over serving. It's over serving. And if one place where the airline has complete authority and control, it's, it's not like a, a, someone shopping in a store. Right. Uh, uh, um, passengers on an airplane yes. are completely at the whim of the flight crew to keep everyone safe. Yes. So Delta's going to be in deep yogurt over this one. Let's follow up on it. It's been the summer of concertgoers throwing items at performers. Deep, deep yogurt. Deep yogurt. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it's been the summer of concertgoers throwing items at um, performers. Uh, so far, we've se seen singer BB Rexa. Did I get that one right? You did. Sent to the hospital for being hit in the eye with a cell phone. That required stitches. Rapper Drake was also hit with a cell phone. And singer Harry Styles was seen wincing in Vienna and running off stage after hitting, being hit with an unidentified object by a concert goer. And the latest of... A UFO? Cardi B. Um, Cardi B is the latest victim. Did you guys see this? She was hit in the face by a cup of water in Las Vegas while she was performing at a pool party at Dre's in Las Vegas. But Cardi B retaliated and threw her microphone and inadvertently hit the wrong person in the audience, and that person has filed a police report about the incident. Do you, do Perfect. You, do you know that it is also up for auction and it's up to 35000 for the microphone? That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what about Was Lizzo? The, what's that? What oh, she's, she's uh, being accused of... Uh, fat shaming. Fat shaming other people. And sexual she was sexual making, harassment. Making uh, her dancers... Eat bananas that were in untoward places. Um, yeah, I, that's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. I, I haven't. I didn't read that article, but um, I know that that's uh, that's not on Good Morning America yet. But as soon as it is, I'll be able to report on it. <laughs> um, uh, and finally, there's still no winner of the Mega Millions lottery uh, that was drawn yesterday. The next drawing is this Friday, and it's up to 1.25 billion dollars with a cash out option of $625.3 million. You, you talked about that last week. Yeah, but it's still... And, no, I, yeah. no I, I know. Please, go ahead. But the question is, mm -hmm. you were hoping that you would be the winner. Yeah. 
Have you purchased? You <laughs> yeah, right. Have you purchased? Yeah, I buy one ticket. Have one you? Ticket. Yeah. Esteban, have you purchased? Oh, no. Got it. If, you just know the odds are not in your favor. And I'll yes. buy one ticket on a Friday. You want to why I only buy one ticket? Why? Because if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, That's, I'm hoping it happens for you. you I hope, hope it, it makes? makes, John. I'm sorry, say that again? I hope it makes. Thank you. Boy, if, and by the way, P.S., if it makes, you'll never see me again. <laughs> That's safe to say. You know who well, will, will see you'll me? You'll be in the penthouse <laughs> you, of Wilshire Boulevard. Yeah, you'll be at the Grand. Simulator, but you can't pay, play pickleball alone. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, you're right. I will be at, at my penthouse at the Grand. And you know who will see me is Max, because I'm going to go to all these $250 prefix meals, and I'm going to make them serve me a vegan meal. And you know what? They're going to do it, because I've got a billion dollars, and that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, lots of real estate news to get through. Uh, we start with Max, uh, Max Shapiro, who's here. He's going to give us uh, his report on the interest rate. What's going on, Max? Uh, so it got increased. Uh, the 30-year fixed is now 6.96. We're doing so well, we need more of a heftier interest yeah, rate. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, but the increase is due to inflation, uh, which actually has decreased for 12 straight months. Um, that being said, consumer prices increased 3% uh, year over year, um, which is the lowest annual infra- inflation rate we've seen in more than two years. But the Fed wants to see it at 2%, and that's why they uh, raise rates. I, I think uh, that it, it, it's just not, it's not realistic. It we isn't. Still, we, everything 2% is, is not no, realistic? No, no, that's great. I'm saying everything we buy is more expensive. Everything. Everything. Gas has gone up in the eight last months. two weeks. It, it's it's, it's almost highest like, in eight months. It's like when gold goes up, all jewelry prices go up. Mm-hmm. But when go, gold goes down that amount, jewelers don't reduce their prices. The prices remain the same. And it, it just seems to me that eggs, meat, milk... And all these people that are in these uh, positions of claiming uh, that they've brought down inflation, I will bet they don't know how much a quart of milk costs this year versus last year or a dozen eggs. They don't know that stuff. You know, my big indicator, I look at the gas because that's just blows my mind. And I look at the cost of berries and these things are going now for like $14 for like a little pint basket. Go to the farmer's market. They're, they're very oh, expensive. Uh, nice try. Expensive? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, also, the uh, it just came out today that the credit rating for the United States uh, just took a big hit. It was it was a AAA credit, and now it's considered AA uh, plus, right? And it's affecting the stock market today. It's affecting the stock market took a big hit, but yet our interest rate still is very high. So, listen, the feds have a lot of explaining to do. Um, that's to me. But you know what? If I win my lottery you ticket. you want to give out your number so they can contact you? I'm sorry? Do you want to give out your email so they can contact I you don't and want do the, the explaining? No, because God forbid you start talking about the feds, and we are starting to get a lot of listeners. Now they're going to start looking under the hood at me. I don't need that. <laughs> um, you have a lot to hide, huh? Another big... You, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Not as much as you. L.A. Mayor Karen Bass wants to take the ULA money uh, to cover back rent payments left over from the pandemic. 
Um, the Housing and Homeless Committee is meeting today to discuss taking $18.4 million from the ULA fund to pay back rent payments for eligible low-income tenants who have fallen on hard times. Um, but Matt Zabo, or Zabo, the city's administrative officer, has warned the mayor that the ULA money can't be used until these pending lawsuits surrounding the ULA tax are settled. Stephen, I'm sure you're, you're chomping at the bit. Well, the mayor has come back and said... Already? That's, yes, said that, that she will use the funds, and uh, if it has to be paid back, it'll be paid back from the general fund. You know, this is just, it's just it, it, it's, it's robbing it's Peter to pay Paul. It's enough. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know what I thought of this? What if, if I um, sold my house and I was subject to the mansion tax, uh, but I'm also a, um, a landlord and someone owes me back rent, they just took my 4% from my house that I sold and yeah. paid me money? With well, back with you them. would hope they would pay you money. The likelihood of you getting paid out of $18.4 is pretty remote. Pennies, that's probably. A, that's, yeah, that's not covering a whole lot. But there is no, the, there's no forum for investors, and many investors are small investors, to... to compensate them for three years of not receiving rent when they're paying their mortgages for three years. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a one-sided coin that we're looking at here. But isn't, I mean, to me, isn't it also a problem that they passed this ULA tax and now after it's been passed, now they're saying what the money is used for. Now we're going to take the money for this. Now we're going to take the money for that. That's not really, I mean, it's, 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 it's I hate to say it, but it's, it's, it's incredibly un-American and unfair. You don't pass something and say, this is what we're going to do. And now that they passed well, it, they we're going to... say gonna it's for homelessness, move. and if people haven't paid their rent, and their rent doesn't get paid, they're going to be homeless. Yeah, so, I don't see much happening with the homelessness. Oh, uh, yeah, big problem. I don't, know where, I don't know where that money is going, but it's not going to what they're saying it's I, going you to. You know, when I, when I was in... Whenever you leave Los Angeles, but when I was in Italy, I'm looking around... In Florence, I'm looking around in Rome. Nothing. There aren't homeless encampments on the street. No, in Rome, in Rome, you you see some homeless mm, people every now and again. Very, f but not, it's but it's it, you know not lines on the street. Few and few camps. and far between, right? Yeah. You know, in, when I was in Tokyo, not only did I not see an unhoused person, I didn't see a pothole yeah. in the entire city. Yeah, we're doing we're doing something majorly wrong here. Right. It's not it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. God, this is very bleak. But I have political thoughts, but I'm not going to share them. Okay. Well, no, you can't as long as you as long as you um, you know can cite references. Uh, probably probably best that we I'm move on. I'm not going to, but I am worried about, and this will lead into one of your other topics. Mm -hmm. I am worried about um, vast commercial uh, rental properties, uh, offices. Uh, places like that that have not been receiving rent and people not going in being foreclosed they're going to be they're going to be given back to the banks mm -hmm. there's you know there're just so many empty buildings that are not producing income that at some point when they become worth less than what the debt is the owner of those properties they give what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure where the lender doesn't even have to go through a foreclosure proceeding. They just give the property back. Now, the, then the lender owns it and winds up selling it for, you know, less than what they were owed. 
I mean, it happened. It had Max and I had a listing on the Nicolas Cage house in congratulations uh, in in Bel Air. That was a long time and ago, he, 2011. He had a huge debt on it. Bank of America foreclosed on it at at I don't remember how much, but they lost a bunch of money when they sold it for significantly less than they foreclosed. So it just keeps going down and down. That was so boring that I just started focusing on your new haircut. Did someone, did you get a new haircut? No. That's not a new haircut? Same as last week. It, you didn't Same get a Same as the week before. Uh, maybe, did you, do you, do you I use it? my shampoo. Do, is that what it is? Maybe. It looks very fluffy. You look, yeah, you look a little fluffier. Are you seeing it, Max? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, brush I, it. I, I got a fluff I, about I do it. Do you brush a, it or just toss no, it? No, I just dry, towel dry it. Okay, you may. But uh, I do, I do have a shampoo uh, uh, issue. Tell me. For a number of years, years, if you didn't know, I was coloring my gray hair black. (laughs) And I had I had a special No, I knew. I had a special You don't think we knew? We all knew. I I told everybody. (laughs) I had a special shampoo. To keep the gray out. Keep the no to keep the black in. To defend it. To defend the black. Is that why your heart stopped? Maybe that's why your heart stopped. You can't. I you real, can't direct things like that from I, the external. I realized last week that I've been using the same shampoo. Oh, the same one that so it makes it grayer or black color in to keep the color in. So I went to it's been the, years. I went to the beauty supply. Mm-hmm. And oh, the beauty supply. I went to the beauty supply and got the a shampoo supply. that said for gray hair. To make it more gray. Not to make it more gray, but to make it shinier, vibrant, whatever. <laughs> And I assure you, it's the same shampoo. It's 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 the same color. It's the same smell. So I think it's a whole. It's BS. I think it's in your terms fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. They just changed the package. Is it same brand. Same brand. Oh well, you're going same brand. Different color. The bottle that it's in. Yeah, it's probably the same. It's probably the same. They're Big news story in the Wall Street yeah. Journal. Uh, local regional malls, once considered the hub of spa- smaller towns, are spiraling in value. It seems the lower-end malls are the ones that are getting hit. Spiraling uh, down. Is that what I said? No, you just said spiraling. It could be spiraling up. Spiraling in value. Spiraling down in value. Do things spiral up or do they spiral down? When you say spiraling, it's uh, assumed it's down. You're down. Da- it yeah, is. Okay. Of course. I stand uh, As an example, the Crystal Mall in my home state of Connecticut, in Waterford, Connecticut, uh, was worth as much as $150 million in 2012, just sold for $9.5 million. Crazy. Um, this is happening because the pandemic has accelerated the way we shop. Literally, everyone was forced to buy everything online, and they've grown accustomed to it. And many of the anchor tenants, like J.C. Penney's and Sears, and Sears, excuse me, Bed Bath and Beyond, etc., have closed its its doors. And that once that anchors out, it's a domino effect. Um, Stephen, do you have any insights into this? Yeah, I think um, m- mediocre malls will be repurposed somehow yeah uh how I, I i don't know but they will be repurposed because people don't need to go to those malls anymore that they can get next day delivery and they can you know get what they want without having to travel to a a mall that is in disrepair and you know i speculate i speculate century city doing incredibly incredible well. yeah but now i mean this is very different that's a major yeah. city uh i speculate Go ahead. Um, you know, there's a casino that went bankrupt in Las Vegas, 
it has been repurposed into a family-friendly amusement um, park area. And it's uh, very successful. It has like an inner in, in, inside, uh, what do you call it? Indoor go-kart racing situation. It's got an indoor water park. And my it's guess a place is to dump the kids while you're gambling. Yeah, but you know that's what I think is going to happen with this mall in Connecticut. The new buyers said that they're just going to try to attract new tenants at lower rates right. and just kind of stick to the formula. Well, they may be able yeah. to because of what they purchased it at. They can rent it for a lot less. Nine and a half million dollars, sure. Um, and it was it was Simon Properties that gave it up. That's true. So, I mean, there's your biggest mall owner in America. Yeah, the REITs are getting badly hit. And they just caved on that and yeah. gave it back. Yep. Max, your hat, um, yeah. it just says meh on it. It is says that, meh. Is that just because of the interest rate? It's or? a state of mind. Yeah, okay. Meh. That's, the, that's your state of mind. Yeah, meh. <laughs> Unimpressed. Got it. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be like 100 degrees out. You're in full black. I'm in full black every day, all day. What's the point? That's it's the uniform. Okay, you know, like Stephen Resnick has a uniform. Yeah, for sure. We don't talk about other realtors. The market for high-end sales is well below. The numbers just came out. It's well below last year's numbers. Home sales above five million are down forty-five percent. Um, Four hundred fourteen sales uh, this year versus seven hundred sixty-two last year. That's a lot. Home sales above ten million are down fifty percent. Uh, 126 sales versus 252, and sales above 20 million um, are down 49 percent. 30 versus 59. Uh, Stephen, any insight that you want to provide on these stats? Of course, we have a lot going on in the economy, um, but then the 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 Feds are telling us that the consumer confidence is up yeah, and that the inflation is down. Stephen, take it away. Well, there's one other. Uh stat in that um, list that you were reading, and that's the number of properties over $5 million that are in escrow compared to last year. That's down 37%. So, you that's, know... That's better than last month, right? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but what what we're seeing is uh, not as many people moving. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a function of, as we've discussed in prior episodes, uh, lack of inventory, or lack of good inventory, but you know we're we're looking at at sales that take place, like the uh, Heather Dubrow and her her plastic surgeon husband paid sixteen million for a house that was listed at thirty five million. Mm -hmm. So we're we're seeing people that need to sell, but then we're seeing other properties. Walk me through that, if you will. This is a house that's so so much more expensive than the target price. Um, how does that happen? We, it's, we it's hard to. If I had a, we discussed last week, brokers will give you a number that you want to hear, as opposed to. Oh, that part I understand. Yeah. But it makes it much more difficult for the buyer's agent as they come in. You know, they don't know to show their their client a thirty-five. No one's going to say, "Oh, we can get fifty percent off." Exactly. On this. Well, but no I one think thinks a, that I way. Think a buyer's agent has to be smart enough. Call in to advance. Look, no, to to search. The history of the house. I'm going to tell you what happened. Go ahead. The listing agent and the buyer's agent were the same agent. Okay. Oh, that's so it. obviously yeah. they have insider information as to what a seller is probably going to take and well, what the they, desperation they, they is. They had that insider information. Yeah. And they should have they should have spread that but to it was, the community. But it was double ended. But I look at another house that's on the market. Um, 
coincidentally with the same broker that listed that house. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's uh, on Woodland Lane. Mm -hmm. And it, I checked the other day, it's at, it's at a 32 and a half or 35. And it's been at that price. Well, it started five seven years ago. Seven years ago. That's a long time. I I mean, you know, you have to understand, as a broker representing a seller, you have to understand the motivation of the seller. If the seller's not motivated and they give you this ridiculous price that stays on the market for seven years, maybe it's something you shouldn't list. No, seven years on market, they're toying with you. They're They're just listing it with whomever so that maybe one day something happens. Yeah, yeah. But there's no real motivation. There's no motivation. So, you know, why waste your time and have open houses and ads and, and, you know, it's an exercise in futility. Like, I I tried to explain this in another episode, but you're, you're you're asking the buyer's agent to do too much. If the house is worth, let's say this house was worth 16 and you're listing it for 35, you may have been able to get it for 18 or 19 if you listed it for that price. If you listed it closer yeah. to the bone, you well, would have had... We've been espousing that for years. Yeah. In this we, office, we, we've been saying that for years, but uh, there are just so many agents out there that will take a house at any price, but then you look and there are accomplished agents that are doing it as well. Because, again, I say it's worth $10 million, Agent B says it's worth 35. So maybe I say, well, I'll take a shot as opposed to not getting the listing. I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but for the listing agent, I know you hate to hear it. I get it. I get it because it makes it that much easier for them to get the next listing. Because if you walk into a listing and you have 10 listings, even if they're overpriced, it's easier for you to get that 11th listing. So it's hard for them to say, you know, I'm not going to take the listing. Well, we know, we know a lot of, um, collector agents who have 10, 20, 30, 50 houses listed that they just, they just don't care. Our ethos here is to spend the time with the listing that you have instead of taking a listing at a crazy price and then offing it to one of 10 unqualified assistants and you never pay attention to the house again. That's not. Has it ever bit you personally, Max or Stephen, in the in the tuchus for um, why did I just say tuchus? I apologize. Has it ever bitten you in the butt for um, for saying that a house is worth fourteen, and then another agent comes in and says sixteen, and you yeah. say fourteen, and then it sells for sixteen? Of course. So. Yeah, it happens. It happens, but, but it's rare. But it's, it usually doesn't, though. It usually doesn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The thing that bites me in the ass is being honest, and then someone comes in and and throws a wild number out, and then I'm out of a listing because someone lied. If I may give a quick example, I'll try and make it quick. Please. I I sold uh, a house to a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, kept in contact. Well, they became friends through the process. Kept in contact would have our families would have dinner blah 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 and then a a broker out of the blue contacts them and says i can get you 17 million for your house Mm -hmm. Uh, they then show the house at 17 million to i'm sure what was a shill 
Mm -hmm. just to get in to say, I can show your house at 17 million. Then my friends call me and say, you know, X agent said it's worth 17 million. We're ready to sell because we're moving back to London. What do you think it's worth? I know this house. So do I. I so, showed it. So, I sh yes, you I showed show it. it. So I, I, um, I said to them, I think it's worth, I don't know, 10, 12 million. And they well, this other broker who has a lot of does a lot of business says it's worth seventeen. We wound up sharing the listing at fourteen and a half million, mm -hmm. and uh, the best offer we had was ten and a half million dollars. And they wound up leasing the house. But had that other broker not come in at seventeen, and uh, I would have listed it at a more realistic number, it probably would have sold. Yeah. So they, they cut their nose to fight, spite their face by buying the high number. And what's the conversation like after it leases and they realize that you were right? Or was that never acknowledged? It was discussed, but, you know, they, they never, they exorcised that broker from their, from their life. Well, that's good. Because they didn't exercise you out. Once, the, once the, he was one of the brokers that compiles many listings, and once the listing happened, he failed to show up. <laughs> he disappeared. I, show, I showed it once. Yeah. And he was not the one that showed me that house. Right. It's some assistant. That, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Who who didn't didn't know anything about the house. And I had a question and they didn't have an answer. And you you, you know, you were you were at the lake. Don't I, worry about it. I have an I have another uh, seller client who told me Saturday he has several houses for sale. He has one for sale for $70 million, And there was a third showing on the house. And he said the broker representing the buyer sent an assistant. Who for the third showing. The 70. third showing at $70 million who had never seen the house wow. before. I mean, my God, if you have a third showing on $70 million, I don't care where you are in the world. You come back. You get it. back for that showing. That's, that's not going to go many more past three. That's right. nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah, that, that, the house you were talking about brings up an interesting point because I, w I was in a house yesterday kind of similar. Your house you're talking about was a really very cool house on what you would consider a busy corner. Yes. Right? And I saw one, a beautiful house yesterday in Hancock Park that was awesome. Oh, I want to hear about it. With the Howard Hughes house. Yeah. Well, that, that was a different that, That's a beautiful house. Uh, the Howard Hughes estate, it's on Wilshire Country Club. That hit the market, and it was completely remodeled. Muirfield? Yeah. And um, I think they're asking 23 or 26? 22 and a half. 22 and a half? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Uh, 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 that's a beautiful house. It just, um, you know, it's elegant. It's not overdone. I'm not going to knock it because, you know, you, you, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's just exquisite. But the issue is, is that they stayed so close to the original design that a new buyer who can afford something like that goes in. It doesn't have the big closets. It doesn't have the accoutrement, the gym, the spa features. And um, so someone who is going to take that house, it's going to be, who's that actress? The, the woman who really knows, the Wallace Neff fan, I'm not going to, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Her, th those, uh, she had those beautiful houses, but still the Old bedroom. Spanish houses. That and the, the bedrooms were not 
you know, um, they were authentic. They were authentic. That's what this is. So yeah. this is an authentic it's house. It's got to be someone that romanticizes the past and, right. and you know likes to live in something. You know what's interesting about that house? I looked uh, at the ownership of the house, mm -hmm. and it was a guy that bought a very similar but much smaller house on Palm in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And same thing, beautifully redone. The master had... A tiny closet. Same thing. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but really nice couple. Oh, but don't worry. I would show it. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Uh, but great taste. Yeah. Great taste, but not what everybody wants today. There, you don't go yeah. in and see a master with his and hers and two big closets. Thank you. Now, conversely, uh, same neighborhood on uh, Rossmore. A house was redone, a house that had not the same pedigree, but a historical house. They completely redid it. They did a beautiful job. They really modernized it. Expansive kitchen, beautiful bedroom with the his and hers, uh, all those you know things that the modern that the, the today's, buyer. today's buyer is looking for. Uh, and my question to you is, how do you uh, account for a price? How do you ding it on a street like that? What do you? Uh, is there a formula that you? You, Stephen, in all your years, when you came up with that price, how do you assign a price of a house that's on a major thoroughfare like that? You know, it's interesting. When I sold them the house, I said, you know, there's a problem with this house, and mm -hmm. that's the fact that it's on... You have to acknowledge it. It's on busy it. street meets busy street. Yeah. It's a, it's a double intersection. Mm -hmm. in, a great, it, in a great area, just a busy corner. Yeah, right. It's in, a, it's in a really good area. And they said, well... We're from London. We like it. <laughs> it doesn't bother us at all. Right. Uh, so it didn't bother them. And guess what? They paid $5 million for it, and it's worth over $10 million. Yeah. So they did the right thing. Right. And they're getting 50000 a month rent. For I think it's... 50. 50. I think it's comforting for, price for that house. Yeah. It's Very comforting good. for some people, you know, to be on an active street, but you still have to figure out how to extrapolate it. But anyway... Um, all right, so that is the uh, sort of the business end of the program. Now we go to the, the, the make party stuff. Stephen, did you have anything? You, you've got some stuff printed out. Did you have anything else you no, wanted to add to that? We're still talking real estate. The, go for it. The, the, all the shit about the Bulgari Hotel in Benedict Canyon. West Wanda is the street I was thinking of. Uh, West Wanda. Yeah, that, do you yeah. want to talk about it? You it, know, well, they're. T they're I, I mentioned it before. You yeah. guys were like, there's no way. They're, they're, I, I don't think there's any way. They're fighting. And now this Katie Yaroslavsky is against it. And this is, she's the one that's promoting the wildlife, the wildlife thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, geez. So she's, she's indicating that there's maybe potential corruption because the city has had so much corruption in the last few years in the planning and building department where people were taking bribes and they were giving permits and they were allowing stuff. And uh, this requires a zoning change. And the person in, uh, involved in, in zoning gave it the approval to get to the next level in one day, yeah. which never happens. Wow. Uh, so there's, there's always someone doing something. Uh, so there's another city council hearing on this, and the developer has been, you know, giving 175000 to this lobbyist and 150000 to this lobbyist. And it seems that the, these lobbyists that are getting this money are spouses of people that were uh, uh, representatives of the city. So it's, it's, 
it's going to be a long road. Did you see that the uh, Hadid house is falling into the uh, canyon and that they had to Which go? One? The one that, that got stopped. The, oh, uh, oh uh, yeah. The one he went bankrupt on. Yeah. Uh, that they're going to have to take st uh, city money to remove the house or do something. The person that bought it had the obligation, I thought, to remove the house. Seems, seems to me like I it was. I haven't seen a, that. I'd love to see that. Send that uh, to me. Max, Max can look it up. Um, but before Max Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you could bring it up for the program, but that's okay. Um, guys, we have a, uh, we're, we're going to talk about a restaurant in Santa Monica that our, our resident um, dining uh, expert, Ma, Max Shapiro over there, Hello. Is, is going to cover. It's in Santa Monica. But before we do, we're going to talk a little bit about the town of Santa Monica and um, what goes on over there, the history. The town of Santa Monica was launched in 1875. That's a long time ago by two entrepreneurs, Colonel, another Colonel, Stephen, uh, Robert S. Baker. The military is good for these things. Yeah, uh, who made a fortune in mining equipment before taking up uh, cattle and sheep ranching, and the Senator John Jones of Nevada, who was in the mining business, they purchased land along the coast, hoping to land and develop a prosperous industrial port. Uh, in 1885, these two founders did the same thing they did in Beverly Hills. They established the Arcadia Hotel, which attracted visitors and investors to the area. This is, you know, what we saw them do this in Beverly Hills. I just Not mentioned in, it. In Almost every development. Uh, the city of Santa Monica was uh, incorporated all the way back in 1886. It's uh, a long time ago. And the extension of the Southern Pacific Railroad and the arrival of the Pacific Electric Railway in 1909, Santa Monica, Santa Monica became a lot more accessible and appealing to tourists and residents. Uh, piers were a great attraction for coastal cities back then. At one time, Santa Monica had five of them. And the uh, the current pier, uh, which was built in 1909 and completed in 1916, showcased a historic landmark carousel. It's the last remaining amusement pier on the West Coast. Uh, movie, ma movie making also came here um, with the Vitagraph Film Company. But um, they, all those movie companies, they were here in Santa Monica, but they decamped for Hollywood because of the coastal fog. Um, the Santa Monica Freeway was completed in 1966. That's not that long ago, is it? No. No, it's not. You were here. But that was during the, the era when the, the government was building the interstates. Yes. Um, so um, some of the attractions uh, that Santa Monica is known for, the uh, Annenberg Community Beach House, which is open to the public and contains a pool, clean bathrooms and showers, free Wi-Fi, and community programs. Uh, the Third Street Promenade, which is a pedestrian street that has a vibrant mix of movie, th movie theaters, shops, and restaurants that Max would never be caught dead in. <laughs> Affir affirmative. Got it. Uh, but that place was really jamming in the 90s, wasn't it? It went from the 80s. I don't know. The 80s was really... Wasn't my hang. The 80s was really, don't make me get started where your, uh, where your hang was. I'll, I'll get in on that, <laughs> Matt, too. Um, the 80s was really Westwood, and then the 90s uh, was the Third Street Promenade. Uh, another famous shopping district, Montana Avenue, is where the well-heeled shop and eat. Some standouts include the Hillstone Group's R&D Kitchen. Um, Montana's great. Yes. The father's office, one could argue, kicked off the third wave of Lux Burgers that swept the entire country. Started at the father's office. It has a hamburger that you can't modify. It has dry-aged beef, 
and it's perfectly paired with, with caramelized onions, Gruyere cheese, applewood bacon, and fresh arugula. And um, that was a great hamburger. I've, I've gone plant-based, but Max, you can't argue with that I've hamburger. Never, I've never had it because I always thought it had blue cheese. It does. Yeah. It does. It it's a mixture cheese. of cheeses. And I can't tolerate So this, cheese. I got bad info here? You got bad info. Okay. It does. It's well, a mixture. Incomplete info. Okay. It's a mixture of cheeses and one of them is but blue. But is it a good burger? It's yeah. incredible. It's I, don't think, I don't think it would register too blue cheesy to you. They have good fries. Yeah, but you can't. He, ketchup is not allowed at uh, Father's Office. They also have like a, so many beers in that. Do you drink beer? Do you drink a brew? No, not, not a beer fan. Max I drink tequila. Okay, Max Bruce, not in, not that into it. Um, Doesn't bubble enough. Different. Finally, the down home Brentwood Country Mart uh, is actually not in Brentwood. It's in Santa Monica on 26th Street. It's a great place to see celebrities shopping and chowing down with their families, like Reese Witherspoon. On items like the Ready Chick Chicken Basket with seasoned fries. I think it is Brent. It's on the other side of 26th Street, which is Brentwood. It's actually, um, I checked the facts. Okay. Chat GBT and I worked together this morning. Santa Monica. Santa Monica, pal. Uh, And it's also home to a cool bookstore and the Goop Shop. And uh, that's my reporting on Santa Monica. Do you have any questions, Stephen? Anything to add? Have any any wonderful Santa Monica also you ever had a great night Santa in Santa Monica? Monica also has a wealth tax a mansion tax okay which is not it it, it, it is it starts at a higher level it starts at eight million mm-hmm. but the percentage is higher than the LA and I think this uh, wealth tax will sweep many communities in the next couple of years. It's in my we've we've alluded to this. It's starting at the wealth tax, but then as they start needing more money, it's going to go down and lower and lower, and it's just going to be a tax on selling your house. Yeah, agreed or disagreed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Max, you have it. Max, let me say this about Max. Thank and you. And I said it in the last episode. Well, I don't know if I'm saying thank you. I'm not going to say it yeah. in this episode. You've really become. You know your business as it oh, pertains yeah. to food on oh, the yeah. high end. You're no, not a bagel boy. You're not. not a, you're not a burrito guy. You're not a bagel guy. I'll tell you this. Go. I know food, and that's the end of the sentence. Do you know bagels? I know what a good bagel is. Okay. And a bad right. bagel. Okay. He knows. I know. Fo- he knows food. I know food. Period. End period. of story. Okay. Yeah. So to that end, Max is very excited about a sushi place, um, a sushi buffet in Santa Monica. Buffet? It's not a buffet? I thought you told me it was a, it's a all you can eat. Then why are, yes. you snuck this on me. Yeah, what is right. this? What is this place? Let me ask you a question. Go ahead, first. please. Oh no! What do you Santa got? Monica has a lot of good places to eat, right? No, not necessarily. Well, they do. They Capo. Have, no, the Citron or whatever. It's the Citron. number one restaurant in the city. Melissa. Citron Melisse, but you know. That's the number I one restaurant say, in the city. I wouldn't say. I'll, what's the number one restaurant in the Melisse. city? Melissa. Melisse. Melisse. What about. You know what started it all? The whole food movement on the west coast of Michael's. LA? Thank you. Do you know that? Yeah. Okay. Michael's Michael isn't. Would, Michael's yeah. started it all. Yeah, Jason Waxman, Nancy Silver. Max, you can't forget the founders. I know. I'm I'm listing all the people that have worked what there. About El Cholo in Santa Monica. That was the first Mexican restaurant. El no, Cholo. In Santa Monica. El Cholo no, on Ocean Park. No, the other one. No, on Milshire Boulevard. Oh, no, I'm thinking about El. Right Trudeau. by all the car dealerships. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that's that's Caddy Corner from Melise and Citron. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Max, tell us about this restaurant. What's Sh- it called? Shunji. Spell it. S H U N J I. Okay, before we get started, yes. is this I just walk in? Do I need a reservation? You need a reservation. 
For how how hard is it to get? Uh, Not for you. A I month, know. A month in advance. Boy, do you know where you're going to be in a month? No. Okay. So here's the thing. It seats seven people. So oh, let me let me talk about a restaurant seats seven people. I think a restaurant maybe covering two restaurants. Minimum, how about this? How about, how about this? John, have you been to Japan? Many times. Uh, you ate sushi in Japan? Yes. Okay. Huge huge restaurant you went and ate sushi. So here's the thing. No. This is a yeah, Japanese, Japanese restaurant. Japanese restaurants are all specialized. That is you go true to true yeah. to Japan. Okay. Meaning, it's a seven seat sushi counter. Mm-hmm. Now, Shunji, when he started 11 years ago, was on Pico and Sentinella, and he took over an old barbecue restaurant. Oh, I remember that place. And, you know, Shunji, I've been going to him since day one, and I love him, but that was not the right environment from him. for him. He just got a restaurant that he could get at the time. Now, he has his dream sushi restaurant, seven seats, two seatings a night, 5.30, um, It is, of course, omakase. Uh, it is based, the nigiri is based in Edo Mai Sushi, and Edo is what Japan used to be called in the 19th century. Really? And so that just means, essentially, raw fish on cooked vinegared rice. But Shunji is, likes to show off his cooking, so in the beginning, he gives you otsumami, or snacks, where he shows off his creativity. And um, I don't know, he's just a really charming guy. Mm-hmm. His wife, Yuko, is amazing, and she's a sake savant. And all things combined, it's just an incredible experience, and it's, and it's my top sushi restaurant in go, L.A. When you go to a place like that for, yeah. is it omakase or omakase? I mean, you can okay. pronounce you it go, however you want. When you go to a place, oh like please! So how, don't. So how often do you go to this? I mean, you have a reservation a month in advance. I you would can't say, just... at this point, I probably go three to four times a year. Uh huh. When when you when you go to an omakase restaurant, yeah. If there's something you particularly don't like, like I don't like, I dislike sea urchin. Right. You can say so you don't you like sea urchin. It, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And do they substitute something else? Sure, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At okay. the original Nozawa, I don't know if you've ever was been to it in Universal City, Max. He's never been to Studio City. Have you? I have. Yes. Seen. You were at the original? Yes. He would not have any substitutions at the original Sushi Nozawa, just FYI. Does he have it next door? Now you can do whatever you want. Um, but, um, so, Max, this is a restaurant... When you're there, seven people, seven diners, uh, what can we expect to pay for a meal for one person? $280 for food. And you don't take it, when you go, you don't take a date to a place like no. that. No. Uh, you you, you got to be my girlfriend if that's happening. Right. No, but I mean, it's, no there's only seven seats. You can go Dutch. So wouldn't you want to um, interact with... I wish I've, I've ever gone Dutch. I wish. That up you can on, try on it. You can you interact s- with the other six people. At I'm the usually time. with... I'm not by myself. I'm usually oh, with friends. Okay. Got it. Thank you. I have friends. We know. Do you ever, well, take, do you ever take the whole seven seats? Yeah. Ah, I've done buyouts. I've done buyouts. We used to, for many, for almost, I would say nine years now, uh, me and a group of wine friends have done a series called Shunji and Champagne, where we pair sushi with a themed champagne, whether it be the vintage or the producer. Was this, what was the interest rate when that happened? Because right now we're hovering 7%. You're doing different champagne. So in 2015, the interest rate was... So, um, so tell me, when you say this is the best sushi, what, what is happening? Is it all from Tokyo? For me. So 
so a lot of his fish does come from Tokyo, but he loves bluefin tuna, and some of the best bluefin tuna Cape Cod. Cape Cod. is coming from Spain. Oh, darn. So he'll get tuna in from Spain. He just wants to get the best stuff. Most of it does come from Toyoso, Toyoso in uh, Japan, Tokyo. Uh-huh. But he just sources he sources a lot from farmers markets locally for mm-hmm. vegetables and things like that. He likes to get creative in his cooking. He doesn't want to just be looked at as a guy that does straightforward traditional sushi. Mm-hmm. He likes to he likes to flex. Is a he little. getting his fish just for that day? No, he ages, he ages, the the common misconception of freshness uh, needs to go away. Uh, Fish that is fresh does not develop the right flavors and texture immediately. It needs to rest a little bit. Just like any piece of beef you got, they didn't slaughter it that day and give it to you. It takes time to get to where it needs to be. Yeah, they take the raw fish that came right out of the ocean and then they let it sit there. But I uh, so it can get mealy, I and then they does eat not it. Get mealy. I have heard that um, really good sushi should be served at room temperature instead of in the cold refrigerator that it comes from. Every it all depends. It all depends. Just it all depends. Of but for instance, you know, Shunji ages uh, tuna sometimes for fourteen days and then gives it to you. So that old adage of does it look the same? I remember after it's aged. Yes, to a degree. But I remember when I was growing up, you would always say. Uh, sushi restaurants aren't open on Monday because they didn't get the fresh fish in. Right. It was true. No. It was true. <laughs> Dad was wrong again. Well, Isn't it the, the best? The reason was wrong, but... The, it's it, closed Monday because they wanted to be closed on Monday. They wanted a day off, <laughs> yeah. right, because it's a slow day. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, that's a, a one-month in in advance reservation. Yeah, sometimes they have cancellations. Wait, where is this restaurant? That it's we on Ocean we, Park. Ocean Park. Okay, so it's Ocean Park. And it's very special, seven seats only. Mm-hmm. And um, and you hi- and how do you make a reservation? You go to on the website talk. on what talk talk? Yeah, can you spell that t o c k dot com. There's an app. Okay, so go to Cop, check out Shunji, and you're going to have a wonderful, uh, superlative how many courses? meal. He's very cute. Shunji's very cute. How many courses? Depends. A lot. Depends. I mean, you're probably going to get. 14 nigiri and maybe five, six, seven things to start and a dessert or some a piece of fruit, maybe a, can a we talk, soup, can we talk? So that sounds like a terrific meal. Do you have any more accessible? Let's say you're showing a house in Santa Monica yeah. and you're looking for something to eat uh, and you just, you know, you've got 30 bucks. You got R&D Kitchen. You really like R&D Support a Hillstone. It's consistent. It's good. You know what you're walking into. You know what Hillstone did? Tell me. Um, About about two months ago, I think we discussed this, they eliminated just regular uh, fresh brewed ice Okay, we talked about that. Next, we talked about this. We totally talked about this. No, we didn't talk about that they made the change. They made the change. Oh. That's what I'm getting at. So every time I went in and I complained and the, the... the bartender that serves the, the counter, David, who's fantastic, every time I would say, please tell them, blah, blah, blah. So I had a lunch there last week at a table, and um, the waitress said, what would you like to drink? I said, iced tea. And she said, mango or unflavored? They went back to unflavored. 
Big, big news story here. Big deal. Yeah. Big, yeah, no. big deal. It's, Steven's it's, iced tea. If you don't, if, if I agree with you, I, I don't ever want it. First of all, I don't want iced tea, and I definitely I don't, don't want, want a mango, mango iced tea. Yeah, exactly, but mango, that's have, not going to fit a lot of the meals. Like you, you ordered a steak, and now they put a mango, you have a mango on top. flavor in your if mouth you, with if your you tea. Have a, if you have a good operator like Hillstone, like when they opened South Beverly after they closed Houston's in Century City, they didn't have a veggie burger. And several of us that went there would always say, where's the veggie burger? Where's the... And they put a veggie burger on. Speaking of Century City, yeah. there's an exciting restaurant opening. Uh, True Foods Kitchen just opened um, in, the, in the Century City I'll Mall. Max decided Max, it's exciting. you know what True Foods Kitchen is? Sounds plant-based. It's not. It's got, um, it, has the, it has the healthy halo, but uh-huh. you know, all those meals, they... Pretty much the same amount of calories. I like that healthy halo. Have you never heard of True Foods never. Kitchen? No, I've never heard. I've of heard of it. Halo. I've never been. Oh. I don't know anything. Oh, about you're it. an expert. Oh no, oh, you're an expert. I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, also, there's a really um, there's a restaurant across the street from True Foods Kitchen. I think it's called Cafe Lottery. It, it's so hard to say. Cafe Lottery. I never see anyone in there. L-A-W. It's. It's like macarons and things like but that. But you want to know something? They just did a Barbie prefix menu, and they have designated them, designated themselves Barbie friendly. Fantastic. And they have a, a pink menu with like a pink cake and a pink this and a pink that, and it's packed. So if you're... I have another sushi question. Please. Oh, you have the answer. Happy, happy to answer. Um, the, the, the rice that's, yeah. on the, that's under the nigiri. Yes. How firmly is that meant to be packed? It's meant to be packed tightly enough to not crumble. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. I love sugarfish, but you can't pick up that nigiri without the that rice is, falling. That is, that is mass-produced, sorry, Jerry G, that is just mass-produced commissary rice that's put together. So that's not the right... Yeah, listen. You can't compare that to real, a $280. No, but, but, but I want to be able to... is using multiple vinegars and all kinds of things in his rice, and it's being cooked to a specific temperature and things like okay, that. Okay, so the rice is very important. And when you when you get that piece of nigiri... Hands. Is that meant to be... Hands. Okay, you eat it with your hands. But is it meant to be one bite, or do you bite it in... One another? bite. One bite. Because I find if you try and bite it in half, it falls apart. You'd never bite it in half. It is one bite. Okay. Just sushi lessons. Any I, Sushi lessons on a real estate show. Yeah. Anything else? It, well, there's fo- always food in our show. Uh, it's, and this last bit was incredibly interesting. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Stephen? No. This is it? Well. Go ahead. Some, I, I have a pet peeve. Oh, right. Why didn't you mention it? I have a good... Guys, pet. it's time for the Stephen Shapiro after he's... The curmudgeon asked, pet peeve. He's asked 15 sushi questions, and now let's have his pet peeve. Pet peeve. Yeah. This is, this is something that I'm sure bugs a lot of people. Mm-hmm. LAX. Well, the whole thing is a that pet peeve. That airport. But one of the things that's really problematic that other well-thought-out airports don't do, they have a bus for every venue... Every hotel has their own bus. Every car rental company has their own bus. Every parking company. Too many has buses. The, and the buses, they, they, when they're done, they come right out into your lane and push you out. You can't get through because they pull over to the side. Every decent airport has one lane that's built just for the buses that they stay in that lane. And the car rental, 
the car rental companies at most airports, you get on one and they stop at the various different car rental places. You don't have an Avis, an Enterprise, a, a, a dollar. You don't have a bus for each rent-a-car company. And it really, I, I went to the, I was at the airport two weeks ago on a Sunday, very quiet, no traffic until you get into that into that airport circle where you're backed up for longer than it takes to get from the west side to get around that airport. It's a terrible airport. I have a, I have a problem with this pet peeve. Yeah. Um, life is annoying sometimes. That's not, that's just like, what are they going to do? Get rid of the... You're annoying sometimes. Yeah, and so are you. How are you going to get rid of the Hertz, Hertz situation? How are you going to fix that? You're going to tell them every other airport has one bus that takes you to the various different So car get rentals. one bus, don't get all these different buses. That yeah, one That's out. not going to work. I wish everyone could have seen how many hand gestures you just did. And 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 why do you have to go to to a certain place that's not by your terminal to pick up an Uber? Well, not if that's, you get Uber Black. I understand, but that's significantly more expensive. Yeah. So people are schlepping their luggage around the, the U to go to that one space where they have Ubers. It's, it's just not user-friendly. I know they're doing all these improvements to hope to be a world-class airport by the time of the 2028 Olympics, mm -hmm. but they're so far behind the curve. It's, it's not, you go to any, any airport of a medium to large size city. Well, we're not a medium to large size we're city. We're a very we're, large We're the city. biggest. Right. But it's it. What I'm saying is, all other airports are much better than ours. Better planned, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, they're saying that our airport should have been much further south than it is, and they would have had more land. And they put the thing into. They fit a square peg into a round hole. It is what. And, yeah. well, they tried Palmdale for a while. That was where yeah. they were going to move the international airport to Palmdale. Do you have any tips and tricks for the airport? Do you ever like if you're departing? Do you ever? Go on the arrival area and then take yeah, the stairs can, up. That's a tip. That's a tip. I but do. Now that. it's not. Now it's not a secret tip. So we should. Yeah. For the, for the eight well, people uh, listening. This, yeah. Well, listen. Know. If you're a hope it makes listener, you're gonna get life <laughs> don't, hacks. Don't be disrespectful. It's at least eleven people. No. Yeah. Exactly. We have, we we do have more listeners than We're than getting, you think. It's building. We're gonna. It's building. It's a building. Uh, but yeah, a, that's a tip. Mm -hmm. That's a tip. That's a good tip. Yeah, I like that tip. Yep. So that's my that's my pet peeve of the day. Okay. You've had better pet peeves. I think that's a good pet peeve, and I'll have a different one next week. Can't wait. Do you have any other pet peeves? I'm not that I'm discussing today. How's everything going with you and Ellen? It's fantastic. <laughs> Is it? It's the well, I mean, you have a history. I, I you know what? I just want to know it if right. it's. I got it right. She's she's just terrific. Yes. She has beautiful hair I wish and teeth. You all and Ellen. She's very, uh, no matter what, every time I see her, she's got, so, she, she says the same thing to me every time I see her, which is what, Stephen? What the happened first, to your No, the first. I'm leaving my husband for you. The first time I met you, it, you complimented my teeth. I say that to you. No, she says it oh, to she me. She does. Okay. I don't know. Is that a bad compliment? Can I not? She has a beautiful. Well, you meet a perfect stranger. It's not a perfect stranger. I know that no, she's with you. She's a beautiful no, rack of teeth. The first time you met her. I was taken aback by her teeth. You never met her. Yeah. And you didn't say, you're beautiful. It's nice to meet you. You said, what great teeth you have. That's a Johnism. Is that bad? Am it's I doing just, something wrong? It's just a little strange. It's Is not it? bad. 
I don't know. Is it strange? Yeah, it's like if he meets a guy that's muscular, he'll be like, some, nice some, some kind of musculature on you. Yeah, you, you point out the thing that yeah. grabs your attention. I think first it, you have a little discussion. It makes, it makes John's interaction memorable. Okay. Yeah. Well, please extend my apologies. Please extend. I'm sorry. I'll let you extend your... I've told her, she but she... not care. She's fine with it. Okay, she brings it up every time. She's fine. I think I bring it up and she jumps in. Can we bring up... Everything s- is good. Uh, uh, we, we now know you have a girlfriend. Is everything good? Fantastic. We now know you don't have a girlfriend. Well, you've known. But you're searching. Max. Uh, the search is kind of on hold. Max, do you feel a little bit, your, your younger, much younger brother, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, the, he's recently engaged. Congratulations, Stephen yeah. and Max. Does that, do you feel a weight put on your shoulders at this point? No, of course not. I mean, he, no, there's no he has been with his fiance since they were sophomores in college. Eight years. Mm-hmm. It was and just, it's a different path than you. No, so, but I was, so, <laughs> I was, I was ready to get married, but then, uh, my uh, ex turned out to be a piece of shit. So, oh no, Whoa. you can't say that. That's not true. Well, I'm not naming names. Then you're lucky. Exactly. So it didn't the work one, out for the me. The one that the one that gets away is always it's always. Well, that's not the one that got away. That's the one that needed to go away. Okay, and with that, oh. uh, guys, are we going to end that's it on a that? Sweet ending. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's not end it on that, Max. Let's leave it on something positive. You got a meal you're looking forward to? Maybe. Any anything you can mention? I'll be going somewhere in San Francisco. That's nicey oh. nice. You're going to San Francisco to eat this weekend. I will be eating. Okay. And where, wait, wait. Why else would you be going to San Francisco? To see someone get married. But I have, oh, I have I, meals planned. So you're going there for meals. And any, anything this week? You're going to eat it. Do I'll you be, eat at home ever? I'll be eating. Yeah, I ate at home last night and the night before. What'd you have? I just ordered some stupid food in. From where? Eh, don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. Okay. Uh, I'll be eating at Birdsong, two Michelin star restaurant, Birdsong. Mm-hmm. Delightful. And one of my favorite restaurants on planet Earth. Zuni Cafe. Oh. oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Zuni Cafe. Been around for about 45, 46 years. All right, well, have a great Remember time. Alice Waters originally started? No, that's Chez Panisse, but someone, Judy Rogers, who worked at Chez Panisse, opened uh, Zuni, okay. and she is, uh, she unfortunately passed. Uh. All right, guys, uh, there was a great, exciting show today. We covered a lot. We uh, covered Donald Trump being indicted. We covered We're going to do a rundown of what we did now. We covered the, the numbers of the, um, um, the home sales. What, did we, what else did we cover? It's, if you listened, you know what we if covered. If you listened until this point. If you point. listened to now, you know what we covered. We covered a lot. We've got to still have a... Uh, guys, maybe I'll be back uh, to uh, keep doing this show. Maybe I won't if I win the lottery. Don't edit out my first call. No, that needs to be, that needs to go. You need editing. And I had to edit you last week and every time I you're less funny than you think you are. You had a joke last week that was was so let the let the audience decide. No, we don't let the audience decide on things like that. We can't be inappropriate. We can't do that. What guys, joke was edited out last The one that we're going to... Guys, welcome. Well, thank you for joining us. Out? Thank you for joining us. We hope all your deals make... Hope it makes to all of you, and we hope you have a good one. Thank you. Hope it makes. Some like it's hot, but you can't tell how hot till you try.